This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Previously on Sports Yak. The final of the East Regional is going to be Duke and Michigan State, and Duke's going to win that game. In the West, I like Florida State and Michigan, and I think I'm going to take Florida State. In the South, I'm going to go with Virginia and Villanova. I'm going to say Villanova knocks off Purdue in the second round, and I look for Villanova to upset Virginia and slide out as a sixth seed into the Final Four. In the Midwest, North Carolina and Kentucky could be a terrific regional final game, and I'm going to go with the Tar Heels in that one. Duke, Florida State, Villanova, and North Carolina. Right. Let's go! I saw something on Instagram that I thought you might be interested in, and maybe you already know this. I did not. Irish Sports Daily. They did the top 10 lifetime earnings of former Notre Dame student-athletes. Oh, okay. You know who number one is right now? Number one for lifetime earnings among former Notre Dame student-athletes. I'm tempted to say Tim Brown, but I'm not sure. Tim is not on the list of the top 10. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's your first clue. Uh, guaranteed contract through 2020. Guaranteed contract through 2020. That's not that long. Harrison Smith. He is number seven, $63 million. Pretty good. Not guaranteed contract through 2021. Final clue, baseball. Oh, Jeff Samarja. $127,625,000 guaranteed contract through 2020. Here's the interesting thing. Remember, a lot of people thought Jeff Samarja, oh, maybe you should play football. Mm-hmm. No. No, never, no, 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 no. Never even touched the football professionally, right? We're correct. Straight to baseball. Yes. Uh, number two, Zach Martin. Number three, A.J. Pollock. A.J. got a nice deal with the Dodgers. Number four, Golden Tate, as of recently. Yes. Troy he- Murphy in at number five. People forget he had a nice, long NBA career. Productive, too. From South Bend, Indiana, you know what it's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. You guys suck! Sports Yak! By the way, everybody, welcome to Sports Yak, episode number 76, the Lou the Toe Groza episode. What? Lou Lou the Toe Groza. (laughs) Lou Groza was probably one of the first great kickers in the NFL. Okay. Hence the nickname The Toe, but he was also an offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns. Okay. The Toe. So Lou Groza, and he was 
He was a straight-on kicker. He wasn't one of these soccer-style guys. How do you feel today, being Wednesday that we record this, uh, Monday you gave us your, your final four. Have you changed your mind now that you've lived with the sheet for a little bit, the bracket, the yacket, if you will? I'm not so sure about Villanova. Uh, actually, in uh, one bracket that I filled out for one of these contests, uh, I took Cincinnati out of the South. They're a seven seed, but here's the thing. The Bearcats get to play their first two rounds in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. and then their next two rounds, should they win, would be in Louisville, Kentucky, which is awfully close by. So I kind of like the fact that they have something like a home court advantage. Mm-hmm. They which, won't be travel-weary? No. No. Which could be horrible for some some of these uh, teams. Now, they do have to go up against uh, one of the great names in college basketball, Admiral Schofield and the Tennessee Volunteers. Did you watch any of the basketball games last night on True TV? That's right. You've you've cut the cable, so you... We have Roku, and that that is oh, part of that package. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you watch any of the games last night I on did. True TV? I watched Indiana, and I pointed out to my nephew, there's a young man from New Albany, Indiana. There's a young man from South Bend. There's a young man from Carmel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you watched IU and the NIT. You did not watch the NCAA games. I did not. Okay. Uh, I was flipping back and forth okay. between the two. Uh, IU and the NIT was not a compelling watch in the first half because the Hoosiers looked rather listless and then decided, oh, let's kick it up a notch and blew past St. Francis of Pennsylvania, 89-72. They'll play Arkansas Saturday as we tape this, the time yet to be determined, but hopefully it's at a time that does not conflict with the Purdue game and you can hear that game on 103.1 FM. The NC2A games were the... What did you call it, the play-in the, games? Uh, I call them play-in. The The technical name that the NCAA uses is the first four. The first four? The first four hmm. instead of the final four. It's the first four games. How long have they been doing this? Oh, a few years now. Oh, okay. And it's always in Dayton, Ohio. Because? The community supports it. Okay. It, it's kind of a centralized place. Great opportunity to see some great basketball before it all really kicks yeah. in, right? So last night, I mean, if let's face it, if you put Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M on my TV and you don't say this is an NCAA tournament game, I'm not watching. Right. But it's an NCAA tournament game, so I watched, and it was actually a pretty entertaining game to watch. Prairie View started the season, by the way, 1-11 and won its conference tournament. <laughs> And they've got a 13-point lead on one point at, on Fairleigh Dickinson. And then this Jial Jenkins from Fairleigh Dickinson just starts making all kinds of plays, step-back threes, little floaters in the lane. I mean, he takes over this game, and Fairleigh Dickinson gets its first NCAA tournament win ever. And their reward for that is they get to go play Gonzaga now. Oh, boy. Yeah. The number one seed. By the way, I don't know if you had a chance or not, but I loved the '70s work on network TV that Fairleigh Dickinson used to do with that cop show. Ah, was, that was Angie Dickinson. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Angie Dickinson. Yeah. I was way off. Uh, this I didn't watch any of the second game, Belmont and Temple. But congratulations to the Belmont Bruins. They have a number of Indiana players 
on their roster. They have five on their roster, including a young man, Mac Mercer from Plymouth, who no longer plays because of injuries. And uh, so Belmont beats Temple, and now they will play Maryland coming up here on Thursday in the first round. Not the first four, but the first round. So has your final four officially changed, or you were just moving some stuff around per whatever yak I'll, bracket I'll stick were... with what I said on the yak on Monday. Okay. I would be interested, though. Um, we have the ability on this show to tap in to one of the great sports minds of our time. We do. And I know that sometimes Jimmy Shorts can rub people the wrong way on the show, but he, he's really a sage when it comes to the sport of basketball. And I know that you spent a little bit of time communicating with Jimmy. We have an exclusive. Okay. Got him on the horn and asked for his final four and then some. You know, first of all, nobody knows what they're talking about. So when you hear these idiot sportscasters go, here's what I think's going to happen, you don't know what is going to happen. A game is a game. It's 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 just who can predict that stuff? Who's who's Minnesota playing? The Final Four's in Minnesota. I don't even know oh, if they're in Minnesota. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. You know, in Minnesota, really, for basketball, it's just thawing out. You know, I wouldn't go. I don't like, you know, I don't like Minnesota. I don't know what it is. How about your final four, Jim? Can you put four together? Sure. I'll take North Carolina to win it all. Then I'm going to take Ferris State. And then I'm going to take, how about USC? Since all them parents have been cheating. And let me get one more. I'll take uh, Iowa. Iowa Community College, Des Moines Community. Oh, okay. Okay, so there you go. Des Moines Community, USC for the cheating parents. Uh, What else did I say? North Carolina to win and uh, Ferris State. Ferris State. Jim Short, Chicago radio legend. Thank you, Corey. And thank you, everybody in South Bend. I love you. And you go get a pizza. What was that place called again? Rocco's. Rocco's, Rocco's, Rocco's. I get 25 bucks every time I say Rocco's. Oh, must be nice. Rocco's. <laughs> there you have it. There that, there you have it. That's compelling. Uh, that's compelling. Um, Being that you've got the bracket in front of you, is USC on this bracket at all? No. Ferris no. State? Um, no. Des Moines Community College? Mm, no. North Carolina? They are. Well, yeah. there's that. Yeah. So <laughs> so when Carolina winds up winning it all, I think you can say, well, Jimmy Shorts told me that. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, most people are taking Duke, understandably so. Yes. Jimmy going with Carolina, and which isn't you, a bad pick. When you make your reservations for the Beaver Island Casino weekend, use the password SportsYak and you'll get an extra 15% off. Which I believe you did last weekend for well, your Debbie lovely did. bride. Yes, That and she was a part of their ice sculpting competition they had. So ah. she had an in. High school basketball season in Michigan all done. Finally. Brandywine eliminated last night at the Elite Eight level losing to Puamo Westphalia 43-19. Puamo Westphalia uh, could become one of these teams that wins both a boys and girls title. They won the boys title last weekend, and their girls now in the final four and ranked number one, looking very strong. So all that's left for us on the high school basketball scene now is Culver Academy playing Silver Creek on Saturday night. You can see all the state championship games in Indiana on your home for high school sports, TV 46.
I want to get back into the college ranks, though, Corey, and talk a little bit about Purdue. They've got Old Dominion coming up on Thursday. Now, I haven't done a whole lot of research yet on Old Dominion because I, I really don't need to, so I'm not going to waste my time. Okay. However, I would be concerned if I were a Purdue fan just because of their erratic play, I think, down the stretch. You know, they lost twice to Minnesota. There were times in there that they didn't take really good care of the basketball. And if Old Dominion has any kind of guard combination that can put some pressure on Carson Edwards and the Boilermakers, that might not be the best of matchups for Purdue. We ran the poll question on both 46 Sports Facebook and Twitter. Does Purdue make it to the Sweet 16? Do they win two games this weekend? Mm-hmm. The majority of people said no. No? Is it because they are a little bit of a, you don't know what you're going to get per each game? A little bit of that, and I think they have they do not have the best NCAA tournament history. Yeah. Are they, is their girls te- team still a force to be reckoned with? No. They, they passed on a WNIT bid. Oh, wow. Speaking of women's basketball, the Irish, since we last talked with you, uh, found out their tournament trail. Yes. They will play Bethune-Cookman Saturday morning at Purcell Pavilion, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big fan of Bethune. Well, Cookman. you know, when I was in middle school, I played the Bethune. And uh, then the uh, the Irish will match up, assuming they win that game, and I think that's a pretty safe assumption. They will take on the winner of Central Michigan and Michigan State, an 8-9 battle. And they will take their tournament trail through Chicago, which means they don't have to go more than 90 miles away for any of their first four games, and that should be a big advantage. The big development coming out of the pairings on Monday is the fact that Connecticut is not a number one seed, and Louisville is the number one seed in that bracket. Connecticut wound up being a number two seed with Louisville, and I think that's kind of a best of both worlds things for the Irish. They don't, they're not going to have to worry about one of those teams, one of those nemeses, Louisville or Connecticut, when it comes time to the Final Four, should Notre Dame progress that far. The number two seed in the Irish bracket, by the way, is Stanford, which a couple of years ago eliminated Notre Dame from the NCAA tournament. So the Irish have some reason to want to get a little bit of payback against the Cardinal. Notre Dame women's basketball head coach Mother McGraw knows quality when she hears it. Well, I think the quality of the content is exceptional. The characters involved, um, I think there's a little suspect at times, but definitely brings a lot of humor to everything they do. Congratulations, Coach McGraw, and the Notre Dame women's basketball program on another championship run. Controversy a little bit during that uh, bracket as it was leaked early. Ooh, someone got a hold of that and put it out there. Here's here's what happened: is ESPN working with the tournament committee gets the brackets and they're getting ready to produce the show mm-hmm. on ESPNU Monday afternoon. Dick Vitale is doing a live shot and he's talking about the men's tournament because the women's pairings haven't been revealed yet. And they go to put up the brackets for the men's tournament, and they put up the wrong ones. They put up the women's. Oh, I did not hear this. Yes. So this is what happened, and this is how this got revealed. 
How long was it up on the screen? Long enough that people were able to get their little phones out and take. Yeah, and if you've got a DVR, you can right. hit pause right then. Yep. Did the did the anchors do it? Did you did you see I, any of this? I did not see any of that when it actually happened. I just saw the screenshots of of the brackets. Yeah. And so now there are some people. The Notre Dame players were just up in arms over the fact that you know this would never happen in the men's game. What well, did? It did happen in the men's game two or three years ago. CBS was doing this epic two-hour show, mm-hmm. and somebody somewhere was able to get the leak of the bracket and was putting the bracket out on Twitter before CBS ever got near some of the brackets. It does happen in the men's game. And you can understand, here's the problem, when you got a company like ESPN and they're trying to do shows on the men's side and on the women's side, and they've got different people working in different places, I can understand where a little confusion yes. would come up and they'd get the wrong bracket up. Yeah, it's not too far off crazy. No. no. So, And to be honest, and, and this isn't going to go well with the women's basketball community, but when have I ever cared about hurting people's feelings? The fact of the matter is, I think it actually brought them more attention with this leak getting out, yes, then it would have had otherwise. I would agree. When I saw the word leak, I thought, oh, wow, and I paid a little more attention to yeah. what was happening. Sports Yak! Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. Boy, a lot of baseball news. It's opening day. Did you know that it's opening day for the baseball season? Oh, I thought that was like April 1st. Yeah, well, Seattle and Oakland played a game today over in the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And it's a regular season game. It counts in the standings. Hmm. Uh, they'll play a series over there, a couple of games, and then they'll come home and have about a week to recover before they actually then get into the meat of the season at the same time everybody else does. So Seattle wins at 9-7. Domingo Santana hits a grand slam for the Mariners, the the big blow in the game, and uh, a good crowd on hand at the Tokyo Dome. It's funny, though. I was listening to the game on the way in because I have the ability to do that, and the A's announcer was mentioning the fact that, hey, tomorrow our pregame starts at 1.30. And the color announcer says, A.M. Because these games, while they start in the evening in Tokyo, are basically at the worst hour possible if you're an A's or a Mariners fan on the West Coast. Anyway, Major League Baseball season started. The big news out of Major League Baseball came yesterday with Mike Trout. Uh, seeming to be in a position to finalize a deal for a new contract with the Angels. 12 years, $430 million. I won't kid you, that's a lot of money. It's the biggest sports contract in American professional sports history. However, if you if you break it down and you look at what contracts are going to be like by the time this one expires, you could make the argument that in his 30s, Mike Trout may be underpaid for his value. Hmm. This is one of the great baseball players, not only currently, but you could say in Major League history. 
In the last seven years, he has never finished outside the top four in the MVP balloting. Will they be able to put anything around them to make them a legitimate title contender? Or is this just some to keep your star, to keep your main attraction in your uniform for that period of time so people come to the ballpark anyway? Because he of- is one of the players that people will pay to come see. Okay, that's a, my next question was going to be. Mike Trout, where did he play college ball? He didn't. He came right out of high school. Really? Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Like a lot of major league players. I mean, more and more are going the collegiate route, but when you have talent like Mike Trout, it's uh, it's not necessary. Clearly. Oh. Two-time Hold. MVP. How old is he? Born August 7th, 1991, so he's 27. Hmm. He was drafted in the first round of the Major League Amateur Draft in 2009, made his big league debut in 2011. The Cubs got some decent news about their relievers. Both Pedro Strope and Brandon Morrow have been battling injuries through spring training, but both of them are somewhat expected to be ready to go for uh, the Major League opener for the Cubs, which is a week from tomorrow. Strope and Morrow have both been battling arm issues, and uh, that's good news for that Cub bullpen because that was kind of a question mark for the Cubs as they went down the stretch last year. They Neither one of them were really available down the stretch, and it kind of showed. I see you're wearing your Edwardsburg Eddies football sweatshirt today. I am. And what prompted that choice of attire today? Uh, I thought we were going to be on TV, and you oh. know that I'd choose black or red, and uh, the powers that be like me to wear brighter colors. Yes. So this was a clean, brighter color hoodie. Do you consider yourself an Eddie fan? Yes. I, I, would, uh, I would put consideration into living there had we not lived a mile from the state line to begin with. You still could have sent your children to go to school. Though. Could have sent them there, yeah. I like that town. We're in that town a lot. We eat there a lot. Know a good number of people there. I'm a fan of the school. Of course, state champion football program. Yeah. A lot of smart kids over there. They graduate a lot of kids. So perhaps you'll go up there for a game next year. Perhaps. I'll, I'll be up there. TV 46 will go up there for a game next year. Who do I got to talk to to make that happen? Well, the, the wheels are spinning. The wheels are in motion already. All right. Maybe Culver Academy can be a state champion on this side of the border here in Indiana on Saturday night. What will you be doing with your time now that basketball is over? Uh, I will be calling Yahtzee games. I'll be doing play-by-play of Yahtzee in many homes. Uh, People will call me up and say, Chuck, we're playing Yahtzee tonight. Would you come call the game? Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's how I will fill my time. Available online? I could do it online. Yes, we could uh, we could set up a camera or a FaceTime situation. You can do Twitter live. Uh, so people will people will roll the dice in the cup, and then I'll say uh, something like, "He just needs a three to complete the small straight here and pick up thirty points." <laughs> so that's how I'll be filling my time. Oh, wonderful! And then football season after Yahtzee season, of mm-hmm. course. I like to do uh, the, uh, there's a professional Yahtzee tournament, I, I believe, in Sheboygan. PYT? Uh, PYT, and it's up in Sheboygan. Yeah. Uh, Jim Shorts used to call it, by the way. and He, uh, he did? Did he put yeah, in a good word for you? He did. There's a lot that we could air out this summer. We've got time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because all I'm doing is calling Yahtzee games. Yahtzee! Ooga-looga! 
That's our show for today. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.